Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. Dwayne lost several members of his family very early in his life and he ended up couch surfing in his teen years and then finding himself in a very dangerous position. He shares his story. Uh, primary school was a bit difficult for me because uh, I had uh, a lot of family members pass away uh, through uh, unforeseen tragedies. Right. Um, it was majority, it was men in my family. And so as a result, there was family breakdown. At what age were you? I was uh, as young as five when I remember first grieving. How did you cope with that? Uh, it was very hard. It was very traumatic. Uh, there was a lot of pain. I had to watch uh, a lot of my family members cry. The women in my family were all widowed. And uh, it was, uh, I was just very overwhelmed and I, I got very distant at school. So where did that lead to when you, as school years progressed? So I ended up going to uh, reach out to a friend who let me stay at his house because I fell out of school and I disconnected um, from most people because I was aware that I wasn't able to smile as much as other people could. And um, it was too much uh, pain to, to deal with at home. And uh, so I would stay at a friend's house, but I didn't tell the parents why because I didn't want to talk about it. And uh, they eventually wanted to know why. And um, uh, I, not wanting to talk about it, uh, there was tension. And so I would just, it was easier for me to just go to somebody else's house. So I started couch surfing from a young age. What age do you think? I probably would have been around 14 years of age when I first started couch surfing. And so you would have been missing school, right? That's correct. And so how long did that go on for? I'm not sure exactly, probably around 10 years or so. Really? Yes. So where were you staying, just couch surfing all over the place? Yeah, so I went to different, all different areas, different people's houses, but eventually I ran out of friends um, and people that that I could do that too. It had a massive effect on my self-esteem and, and my mental health. Uh, as a result, I started to use drugs and things like that to, to mask some of my pain. And I, I did find myself at rock bottom on the streets eventually. And I didn't see myself headed for that either. And how old were you when you ended up on the street? Probably around uh, 17, I was, I was rock bottom. Wow. And how did it feel inside? I was just distraught, I was cold, I felt like I was going to die, and I was doing some stupid things to survive. Yeah? Can you, are you able to mention one of those? Yeah, well, I was, I was taking drugs. Uh, one of the things that happened is I, I was vulnerable because uh, I needed a roof over my head and it was winter at one stage and there was an outlaw uh, group that uh, gave me a car, but I didn't understand things back then that uh, there's like a hidden rule or unspoken rule that when someone gives you something, they expect something in return. And in uh, in return, they kind of wanted me to do things that I wasn't comfortable with, like taking um, driving places, doing drops, things like that. And I had to get out of it. I didn't feel safe. I felt safer on the streets than in the car. Doing drops? Yeah, so actually um, dealing and stuff like that. I was kind of being intimidated into doing that. Wow. And so how, what did you do about that? Eventually, I had to come up with a plan. I prayed. I left the car near that uh, person's house, and I uh, had to change my phone number, and I made a call, and after prayer, I got through to the Salvation Army because I had tried earlier, but at that stage, there was a lot of um, lineup for people in winter, not enough rooms um, in refuges. 
of the Salvation Army uh, Oasis Youth Network took me on. That's interesting that you say you prayed. Did you have a faith? Yes, uh, I was brought up um, with a great faith from a young uh, from a young age because my grandfather uh, we held house church we church services at home as a community um, thing that we did. And did you just sort of put it aside? Did you believe it back then, or were you just sort of didn't really care? I believed from a young age, yeah. um, but as I got older and older, and I went through the tragedies that I did, I started to question the deeper meanings like. Um, is there a God? Uh, you know, am I ever going to see my family again? Is there life after death? And as I reached out, I found my prayers were always answered. Really? One of the prayers that I did was um, when I was in the uh, Oasis Youth Network, I prayed that there'd be a way to express through music. And this was um, something that actually came to pass. A service called Musicians Making a Difference uh, came, and me and Ozone, we both uh, stayed in the music um, media room and we did a lot of music together and expressed in a more uh, suitable way and more constructive way to to um, deal with the pain we were going through. Wow, that's amazing. Do you look back at those years when you were making bad choices and think that God was still there watching over you? Definitely. People used to call me cursed and right now my curses have become my blessings and now I have the power to reach out to others and show them there is hope and that the label homelessness doesn't have to be your identity and and there is hope and you can find it and we want to give people uh referrals at their fingertips to reach people where they're at when they need help when they're reaching out to get to them quickly so that you know because i was lucky to get help some people don't and, and they die and it's really sad that's Dwayne's story. He found freedom through the Selvos Oasis Project. If you know someone who is couch surfing, there is help. The Selvos Couch Surfing Project. Contact us for more details. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.